Is this the basement? It's the lower level. Okay. Salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the stuff in pop culture that you consume, the stuff you're insatiable for, the stuff that you find truly bingeable. Hello, everybody. We are back. We are binging. We are so full of so much pop culture, and I couldn't do this alone. And then a trailer dropped today, and I was like, there's only one other person who needs to talk to me about this trailer because she did the first season when we first talked about this. And so I have Agatha Ramirez back with me. Hello. (laughs) Hello, hello. Happy to be back. Happy to have you back, friend of the pod. She's one of our girls. The um, Benjis, all the Benjis out there. <laughs> yes, and we are going to jump around you guys today. There is new Pedro Pascal stuff that dropped today. And we, I don't know why, but this has become like one of my themes. So I'm going to be running with it. So like <laughs> so Pedro Pascal is now like one of our, <laughs> I think what it is, is like we haven't really had like a Hollywood, like a forefront Hollywood leading man situation and him be latinx and him be like so open and like Mm -hmm. have a trans sister and all this other stuff so there's like very little controversy around him so i'm really hoping that he keeps his like everything is squeaky clean because i'm enjoying this little pedro pascal ride but we're going to talk about his new trailer that dropped what i was talking about earlier is that um and just like that season two trailer drop we're going to go through that i'm I'm probably just going to play it and then we're just going to react to it live and then we're going (laughs) to talk about it and then um, Love is Blind, there's shakeups over there. I don't even know if you're even watching that, Agatha, but like, but the good thing is, is we're going to talk about some other like side gossip and I'm going to even go into the archives because I have stuff from like 2004 that I can talk about some of these people. Wow. Anyways. Okay. Yeah. So okay. that's like a deep dive. Deep. And then um, what else are we going to talk about today? Like I have to look at my, my list. Um, Little Mermaid, new tra- yes. the, another trailer dropped. And mm-hmm. so this one is called the Choices trailer. So you guys go look for that. And then Black Mirror season six is coming back. I mean, there is so much in the culture of zeitgeist. And the thing is, is last week, you guys, I know I talked to you guys and I talked at y'all and I have no idea what I even said because I know I recorded <laughs> that episode and it was like late. And so I might repeat some of that stuff. I haven't even listened to that episode and hopefully I didn't offend anybody. But anyways, let's get off the races and let's just start with the whole media thing that's been going on. And I think like one of the biggest news stories this week. So let's just like, touch on it even though it's not really a place that we usually go here and but we will with pop culture and that is with the media people who are getting fired left and right so this week we have extreme opposites too of the spectrum when it comes to Tucker Carlson we know that this one got fired over on uh, Fox and so after this huge lawsuit over 700 million dollars they have to pay because they settled out you know because all the misinformation and everything and now the thing is, is there's so many rumors swirling about Tucker Carlson. But one of the things I love is like, we don't need to really tell the truth with him because like, he never told the truth. So let no. those rumors fly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, I mean, there's <laughs> things that they're saying, there's sexual allegations. They're saying it's because of the money. It's because of other things. I mean, like, there's all these things that are flying out there. So let's see what happens. That sneak is eating itself. <laughs> and so... Hopefully, or a bar us up in this piece. 
I'm hoping this is the pendulum <laughs> swinging the other way. But if you swing it the other way too far, you hit Zon Lemon, who got fired in CNN. <laughs> okay, what are your thoughts on Zon Lemon? Well, I don't. So I briefly saw the headline. So so I think I'm going to be a decently fun guest to have because I've mm -hmm. been under a rock. So a lot of this is like, I've been meaning to get to all this anyway. Um, but I just, I'm, it sounds cold the way that they just kind of like canned him. He had like no idea it was coming. I just think that's very odd because usually you have an idea that something is on the way. And or he's seen- is he so like toxic and up his own ass that he didn't realize that there was like writing right. was on the wall? Like he's one of those people is like, okay, first off first, I'm gay, he's gay. All gay people don't got to like each other. Okay, that's, no. that's first. Okay, so that, I mean, and it proves because we will eat each other up real quickly you know what i mean look library at that all the way open that so look much at the whole, reading look backing at the up the summer reading list the, the <laughs> real friends of weho look how the gays just said nope we ain't doing it you know what i mean and they just they snapped it out but then like with this whole don lemon thing it just feels like he's a little bit toxic what what had happened here too and like the whole um he's just very anti-woman you know he said some bad things about you know aging and that sort of thing there was a politician and now I am not going to get this right. Um, let me just look it up as we're talking. Um, he made a comment about um, a few different people about, you know, like women being too old. You know what I mean? That sort of a thing. And oh, so, yeah. So I'm going to try to find it real quickly. I know I'm like completely wasting this time. Um, no, I love when you, as a, so as a listener, I love when you like, when you Google stuff, because it just feels so real, right? Well, like the thing is, is because I don't want to get it completely wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, so in February, and this is back in February, because this came out like in, in the news. And the thing is, it was very much like gloss over. But Lemon came under fire because of statements that he made about Republican Party presidential hopeful Nikki Haley, um, saying that she was past her prime because she was past her 20s and 30s. Um, and so it just became like this whole thing about this whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime, Lemon said at the time. Um, and he said, Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry, a woman is considered to be in their prime in their 20s and 30s and maybe 40s is what he said about her. And like, even though she may be on the opposite side of the aisle, these kind of like pejorative comments about like women and age and that sort of thing, it's just it's not the place where you should be putting yourself also like like shut up like we've mm -hmm. already like the, the <laughs> you're part of a news outlet that is a little bit more open-minded mm -hmm. like you're not even playing to your own audience right like we've already been we've been having we've been as a zeitgeist having the conversation that we are not beholden to these markers anymore mm -hmm. right like we're 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 dismantling them we're doing without them we're exploring our own individual paths also in the world of politics like politics has no age like if you think you can lead and provide better leadership for your constituents then like get in the ring you know well, what it's I mean? that, and the thing is, is like you have to be 35 years old to run for president as is. So like, what right. are you saying? So like, Pastor right. Prime, it just, it made no sense. You know what I mean? And so it's wondering if like those kind of comments and there's other things, who knows? Who knows right. what was going on? And that's on, on camera, like, exactly. Yeah. So like, yeah, anyways, so we but like, so that's like kind of those things that are going around. I just feel like, you know, 
make room. Let's make room for other people. It just sucks because Don Lemon checks so many boxes of things that we would like to see out there. You know what I mean? A person of color. He is queer. You know what I mean? Like, and then, you know what I mean? It comes down to this. Is, so, is there a rumor of who's replacing? Not yet. Not for him. And the thing is, is I mean, the, on the Tucker Carlson thing, they're just going to rotate people in and out of that slot now. So here's the thing. When that happened, I was like, wait, are they replacing him with the other guy? I mean, do you think that's a, that's not a thing, right? Like how, cause I just feel like this, these day, this day and age, you can't trust media period. Like mm -hmm. what if like we tune in and the person we're watching is Tucker Carl Carlson on CNN? Like, yeah, well, is that too far-fetched? <laughs> see that, well, that one happened because Tucker Carlson is the only person to have been fired by the big three. And that is all the three major news networks, CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News have now fired him. Yeah, so he because, is, you know, in order to be a journalist, you have to be a journalist. Well, it's all that. I mean, the thing is, is he's, he's, he's an entertainer, but the, but people believe what he says. So That's crazy. who knows? They just say that Don Lemon just left him stunned, you know, that whole sort of a thing. An announcement that he says he's left him stunned. CNN and Don have parted ways, Chris, Chris Litt. Uh, CNN's chairman said to us in a statement, Don will be forever part of the CNN family, and we thank him for his contributions over the past 17 years. We wish him well, and we'll be cheering him on his future endeavors. The benign language contrasted sharply with Mr. Lemon's interpretation of today's events. In a scathing message on Twitter, he told viewers that his talent agent had abruptly informed him that I have been terminated by CNN, quote unquote. I am stunned, quote unquote, Lemon wrote. After 17 years at CNN, I would have thought that someone in management would have had the decency to tell me directly. At no time was I ever given any indication that I would not be able to continue to do the work I have loved at the network. CNN then dis disputed Lemon's account, saying the anchor was offered an opportunity to meet with management, but instead released a statement on Twitter. Ooh. So, in a clear sign of acrimony, Mr. Lemon has retained his aggressive Hollywood litigator, Brian Friedman, to handle his exit. His contract with CNN runs through 2026, according to two people with direct knowledge of his deal. As for the dueling statements, Mr. Lemon, who's 57, oh, he looks good for 57, Damn, appeared on yes, air. Yes, for real. In his usual anchor chair at the CNN this morning, the show he had co hosted since November with Poppy Harlow and Caitlin Collins. He had showed no anxiety or sign when he signed off to viewers with a smile and friendly. Bye, everybody. Well, yeah, they're not going to tell him before it goes on air that you're done. They're waiting until he walks off stage. <laughs> like, so this is a this is from the New York Times. You guys can find this article. But anyways, um, one of CNN's most recognizable stars, Mr. Lemon's reputation of a fired political commentator, where he talks about his comments about Nikki Haley. Blah 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 blah. I just hit my mic. Sorry, people. Um, anyways, so. That's what's going on over there. Let's get into more fun things. And let's just start first off. Okay, did you watch the new trailer for the new Pedro Almodovar uh, short film, Strange Way of Life? I did. Starring Pedro Pascal. I don't Leave know how to feel about it, though. Because I couldn't gauge is like, are we, is this a, is this serious or a comedy? I mean, like, Pedro, I, think it's I don't Amoldomar. Uh, Amoldovar. <laughs> Amoldovar. Yes. yes, he he's um like he you know he fluctuates between the two very easily, right? Like mm -hmm. comedy and and serious and drama. Um, I I just I couldn't I couldn't tell where we were going based on the trailer. Yeah, based I on think the it's trailer. Just, 
I think it's going to be a little bit wild, probably like in like the fashion of like Volvere, you know what I mean? Like of one mm-hmm. of those things. This is only going to be, a, this is only his second English language film. That it's was sh- the other part. Yeah. It's a short. So when I was doing a little bit of research on this, so you guys, this is like the new premiere. It just dropped. We are recording in the time machine. It is Wednesday of this week of uh, April 6th, 26th. So I'm just, let, we'll be upfront with that. So this is coming out on Friday, but it's a, um, I was looking it up and Variety has it here that it's a Western short film. Strange Way of Life has released its first trailer in short, the short, which stars Pedro Pascal and Ethan Hawke is somewhat akin to Brokeback Mountain. It's a revamp. Uh, moreover, what they're saying that this is, is that Pedro was, I'm sorry. Now we're going to have a problem because <laughs> I'm what like happened? jumping all over this stuff because we have Pedro Pascal and Pedro Moldovar. So Pedro, uh, the Pedro. director, <laughs> so the di- Pedro. <laughs> yeah, so the director was actually given the opportunity to direct the original Brokeback Mountain, you know, that was, oh. yeah, and that was based on like a short story that was, you know, like published, you mm-hmm. know, and so he was given the first um, opportunity to almost two decades ago. And the thing is, he gave up the offer in fear, this is what they're saying, that he would have, he wouldn't have had the creative freedom to make the movie how he wanted it. And so he's been quoted as saying he was on Dua Lipa's podcast. I know everybody's got a fucking podcast these days. Dua Lipa, mm-hmm. go make music. You don't need to be over here. Go sit somewhere. Right? <laughs> Except for, we did get this fabulous quote, though. This is a queer Western in, in the sense that there are two men and they love each other and they behave in the situation in an opposite way. What I can tell you about the film is that it has a lot of elements of the Western. It has the gunslinger, it has the ranch, it has the sheriff. But what it has most Westerns don't have is the kind of dialogue that I don't think Western films have captured between two men. And now I think I'm telling you too much. So he's not even wanting to let people know exactly if this is going to be camp, where it would end it's going on to. But... I'm in. I want to watch well, it. Are, are it. you in? Because Okay, so then I had a question because I'm mm. like, uh, did we have to make this with non-queer actors? Like, I don't know. I think it's fine because I I think it's because the original Brokeback Mountain wasn't made with queer actors. And I'm not yeah, like a big person. but it was person. back then. And I feel like I'm not a, that advocacy, no? My part is, is I'm not a... Okay, on one side, I'm not a huge person who has, this is my view. This is me. This is me talking. <laughs> I don't have a big problem with um, queer characters being played by straight actors. If they do it well, and you know what I mean? And if they can convey the story in a very truthful way, and it, it's not just shock to be shock. You know what uh-huh, I mean? Uh-huh, yeah. Um, because... I don't want to be limited myself, you know what I mean, on not getting straight roles, you know, yeah. you know, you oh, know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's fair. Like queer actors being able to act, just actors being able to act. Period. Well, that's the whole thing. Like, look at Neil Patrick right. Harris and the career that he's carved out. And, you know, he played Barney on that show, How I Met Your Mother for how many years, which was a straight character, you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And so and if it played that way, he wouldn't have been given that opportunity. So I think it's part of that. And the other thing, too, is that. One of the things about Pedro Pascal is he's not been super vocal about his sexuality. You right. know what so I mean? he's a question mark, a question mark. He is. And the <laughs> thing is, is, but he posts like, you know, the pride flag, the updated pride flag on his timeline. He's got a, um, he's got a trans sister, 
He's got lots of queer friends and that sort of a thing, you know, like Bella Ramsey is, you know, who's in The Last of Us with him. Uh, mm -hmm. They are, you know, non-binary and that sort of thing. And just, so he just has this like ultimate respect, which is, I think, one of the reasons yeah. why I like I'm so crushy over him. But like, so I'm OK with it. I'm OK with these straight guys playing this these roles. Like, why not? You know what I mean? Like, it's going to bring the star power that's going to get a lot of people's eyes on it. And right. I think that what ends up happening is, is that um, sadly is if we don't have a big celebrity anchor, I think in one in like our TV shows and our movies, they don't really get made. They don't really like um, queer stories. You mean? Yeah. Queer stories like, like queer as folk, you know, that happened over on Peacock that had one season. Everybody fell in love with it. You know, that as they started watching it, the ones who can get through like some of the trauma that happens in like the first couple episodes, because there's like a mm -hmm. mass shooting, you know, very pulse kind of thing in that 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 uh, TV show. But people can get like through that. And as you got, you know, and it was a great show and had like Ryan O'Connell and um, Jonathan Sibley, queer actors who are amazing, who I would consider like A-list queer actors, you know what I mean, who are producers, you know, Jonathan Sibley is on Hacks as well, you know, on HBO Max or max now but like it didn't last and i think it might have been because we didn't really have a, a, a an actor like a big name in there to kind of like hook us all in you know mm -hmm. so i think i'm okay with this so okay. and we'll kind of see like you know well, let's see how it turns out i mean the thing is it looks cute it looks funny it looks over dramatic and it looks campy so i am totally down so it's not going to film. It's not supposed to premiere until the Cannes Film Festival, and then it'll be given like a public date. So we're just going to okay. wait now. So, um, okay, we'll so that's yeah. So that's <laughs> that part. So we got through our strange. Um, are you a fan? Okay, have you watched any of the Love Is Blind? I know I've talked about it on here. No, but everybody talks about it, so it feels like we're sort of kind of maybe watching. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, I'm like. I just can't invest too much in reality TV. Uh -huh. um, it's really hard for me to, to do that because it, it's very, um, it requires maintenance. Like you have yeah. to stay on top of it, right? What's um, nice but, about this? But, but here, this is one of my favorite things about Bald and Bingeable is that mm -hmm. I can like dive in, get a couple of storylines and a couple of details. And then if anything's really interesting, then I can go watch that particular thing. And that goes with the whole gamut of reality, right? Oh, then like for like Love is Blind, you honestly need to watch like episode three, episode six, episode. This is why, this is why I love Bald yeah. Fringible because they'd be like pointing you to the thing. And then because, you're just like, well, yep, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> well, if you look at how they drop it too, because like Netflix drop like three episodes, four episodes or whatever, and then they drop another three and then they drop two and that kind of thing. And so you can kind of get through it really, really quickly because there is a lot of exposition, a lot of stuff that's a little bit boring. But um, what I'm bringing this up for is I know I talked about this past week how that they were planning on doing this like live um, reunion, you know, and they left a lot of people sitting there for an hour and a half with no reunion happening. And then it finally started showing for some people and some people couldn't get it till like the next day, blah, blah, blah. And there's all these rumors out there. Some people are saying it, it was actually because of Vanessa Manillo slash Vanessa Lachey. <laughs> like, I still think of it as Vanessa Manillo because remember like back in the TRL days when she was over there. So, you know, Nick Lachey, who was yes. married to Jessica Simpson. Yes. Well, of the he, 
Yes, he is the host <laughs> of the show, and his wife is he's been with for like 20 oh, years now. Yes, is Dimples. Vanessa, yeah, is, is Vanessa Lachey, but who used to be Vanessa Manillo. Yes, and so okay, here is my back to the future story. So let's talk about this. The year was 2004, and I was living in New York City mm-hmm. and running around and whatnot. And I had worked for a uh, spa salon at the time, and so and I made a like lots of like really great friends, a lot of local women, a lot of, you know, professionals and whatnot there in New York City. Um, It was on Bleecker and West 11th. That's where our salon Mm -hmm. was, like Mm -hmm. across the street directly from Magnolia Bakery. Okay. Okay. Now, Mm -hmm. now that spot is like a James Spade, I think, or something like that. Um, So, and it's like Michael, Mark Jacobs, like owns the rest of the block. So that's the block, right? And, um, who was I talking about here? Oh, so one of the girls who lived above the spa salon. So like the building had like, you know, like four floors, a four floor mm-hmm. walk up, but they're on the West village, really, really great people living in the building. And so mm-hmm. there was a stylist. Um, Hey, Lisa Cooper, how are you? She's amazing. Anyways, <laughs> look her up, you guys. She's an amazing girl. Um, Who's done like some like A-list work. She's like John Legend stylist. So anyways, um, and one of the other girls who lived in the building was Tori Praver. Tori Praver was a former guest girl. And I'm talking out of school right now, you guys. So this is all alleged. This is all alleged. I am not getting sued. <laughs> okay. So anyways, <laughs> so Tori Praver, this is like young too. It's like 20 years ago. So she's got like kids now and a husband. She's got a beautiful life and she's still a model. But anyways, Tori was a guest girl. She was like the hit of the town for like a minute there here in New York City. She had just shown up from like Hawaii and whatnot. And she's a surfer girl who is just like one of those cool down chicks, right? Okay. And it was like a night, I think it was at um, Stereo. Remember Stereo? Remember when the West uh, the West Side was like popping over like in like the warehouse district and it was like... Mm-hmm. Bungalow eight and stereo and pink elephant and like all those yes. bars that were out there so, in the twenties. Mm-hmm, over there uh-huh. in the twenties. Now the only bar that's like left over there is like the Eagle now, like the one gay bar, and now it's all like condos. It's it's completely like the atmosphere over there is completely changed. But it used to be yeah. like dirty and mm, like so it was like mm-hmm. perfect and fun and young, yeah. And it was nightclubby, man. I mean, like you mm-hmm. would put on your heels to go walk on those cobblestone streets in that. Yeah, <laughs> so, I'd like, be scared too. Exactly. <laughs> Am it's I gonna little... get a rolled ankle or a little kidnapped? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but there's 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 in like you know like scores, you know, like the the stripper mm-hmm. bar, you know, it's like mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. scores and and the eagle are the only two things left over there. Anyways, so we're talking around the point. Okay, again, don't sue me. But anyway, so Tori Raver was like over there and like stereo, a bunch of other people and whatnot. And Vanessa Manila was in the place as well. And Tori had earlier that day just bought like a brand new bag from like Intermix. I want to say it's a Prada or Gucci or something like that. So it was like a nice bag. And this is I like- love Intermix. That yeah. was such a fun store. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was like, it was our <laughs> version of Kitson over in the West, on the East Coast. Yeah. So anyways- um, so she had this new bag, you know what I mean? She was spending money. She's a model. She's just doing her thing and out with her friends and Vanessa Manila and her people like show up and you know, like how like they have like the two different booths that you're sitting one looking one way and then behind you, you know what I mean? is another booth mm-hmm. sitting the other way. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody got gum on Tori's bag. <gasps> thing. It was like a push situation. I can't, I don't even know like the whole, the details, but I do remember that Tori Praver grabbed Vanessa Manillo at the time, uh, or maybe it wasn't even Tori. It might have been one of her friends. So you can't sue me. I don't know who did it. 
Um, but somebody grabbed Vanessa Manillo by the back of her shirt and walloped her twice in the face, <gasps> pushed her back down, and they all grabbed their stuff and all the girls ran. <laughs> like, oh my and it was God. like, and this is like back in the day, and it was like, what just happened? And so that's what I always think of. Scratch and dash cat fight. <laughs> I mean, but that's that's that is the thought that I always have now whenever I see Vanessa Lachey. Is like I always think of like that night that she got her ass handed to her you know, for being an asshole over at like stereo or whatever. It was stereo. Or her entourage, because it might have not even been her. Can you imagine? Yeah. Oh my well, that's God. the whole thing. So it was like a whole thing. But I remember all those girls just got up and go, and they were all gorgeous, all beautiful women. This is like the time too when, you know, I have a feeling Vanessa Manila probably could have scrapped it. They caught her off a of guard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because remember like when those pictures came out of Vanessa Manila and like Lindsay Lohan with the knives? Remember that? When they were like- no. They looked all what coked out. This is like 2004, like back in the day. Allegedly, they looked really coked out. But like, yeah, like you can find it. Like look for the pictures, Vanessa Manilo, like Lindsay Lohan, search those. But anyways, back into the Love is Blind. That was a really roundabout story. But here we are. <laughs> um, so back in the Love is Blind days. So this new, uh, they're right now saying that Vanessa and Nick Lachey are out. They are no <gasps> longer going to be hosting. This is like their fourth season. They're saying it's their final. And I think it's wait, wait, they're out from the show or out as a couple? Out of the show. They're okay. they're pulling the, they're pulling the plug on the two of them. And there's different things or reasons why people are saying, like, oh, it could be this, it could be that. Um, some of it is if you watch the reunion, there was a lot of things that were being said and there was no follow-ups. You know what I mean? Like oh. it was kind of like here are your 25 questions you're going to ask okay. and just get through them. And then when somebody said something, it was like, expand on that, go further. You know what I mean? Like they just, bad journalism. They, they Back gave to you, the... <laughs> exactly. Bad journalism. Yeah. And this is somebody too. And the thing is, I think it was a little bit of Nick and Lachey, Nick and Lachey, Nick and Vanessa being out of their element because I mean, like, yeah, they've been hosting for a while, but to be like a live television host is a whole yeah, but, nother ball but that's game. Vanessa's whole TRL career. Yeah. yeah. And so you can see she was really leading the charge for most of it. And Nick mm -hmm. was kind of like there, like he looked cute. He looked like a little doll. He was painted up. You know what I mean? But like <laughs> he just he didn't participate as much. And she I mean, I talked about I do remember talking about this last week on the show is that it was like really problematic the way that she kept on asking the girls about like, when do you guys want to have a baby? You know what I mean? Those kind of yeah. things. And like one of even the storylines of one of them, like with two, one of the couples, the uh, mixed race couple, Chelsea and Kwame, was he made money and he liked to travel and he was like, I want to enjoy you as my wife for a couple of years before we have kids. Like we have all of our life to have kids. Let's do some traveling together and let's let's live life as a couple, which I think is amazing. Like, like yeah, why not? It's a, good, it's a good pause to take. Yeah. Yeah. And even though the girl Chelsea really, really wanted to have kids, you know, he wanted to put a pause on it. But it was like Vanessa was like, you're going to have babies, you're going to have kids, you know, and even like the one couple that was like had been through like a lot of adversity and everything. And they ended up together and they're still together. She was just on top of them and like calm down bring, bring it back bring it back like let's go into the whole thing about what did this guy over here marshall say to jackie to make her upset because the, they 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 played softball with these with these people you know what i mean like they had their yeah. 25 questions and two of the most intriguing people in the whole mix weren't even there they did a pre-interview mm. with them so one guy is sitting there talking and it's all one-sided on him 
And the other part of the conversation is like about the social media posts that have been out there where this girl, Jackie, like um, she was saying that he said something anti-trans about her, that he said that she had like a masculine face or whatever. Mm -hmm. But everything that she was saying about him and putting in texts were super homophobic. You know what I mean? Mm. Basically calling him, basically calling him an F and saying that, you know, he was this, this and that. And, and like, but we didn't highlight that. We didn't hold her to the fire because she didn't show up. You know what I mean? Like she found, Mm. she, she was with this dude. He, he said, I want to get married to you. She said, yes. Then when they were together, they realized they had no real chemistry, no sexual fire, no nothing. She wanted somebody more take charge. She wanted somebody toxic. <laughs> like, And he was just like, he was enamored with her. She's like, she's one of those girls with all the hair and like, just, you know, mixed, you know, beautiful lioness. You know what I mean? Mm. Like just, just one of those kind of girls that you, you know, she's the type of girl, right? Jackie is a type of girl who would ride the L with her Puma shoes on, fitted jeans and the baby fat puffer, but the half puffer, that's, that's this girl. That's with some hoops. Yes. That's this girl. And a fresh gloss. Mm -hmm. And imagine her not with a guy who is a thug or not with a biker. Imagine her trying to be with somebody like from like Wall Street. Or a skater. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But the thing, here's the thing about all these things, though. It's like these are all shells, right? Like, mm -hmm. because sometimes there's there's Wall Street dudes that are that dude Mm -hmm. from the block. You know what I mean? That's the whole love is blind thing, though. She fell in love with him from what their conversation and what they were saying, you know what right. I mean? But she fell in love right. with two dudes at the same time and she made the wrong choice. She should have went with the guy, Josh, that she wanted to be with. Why'd she and, pick that guy? Just since I didn't, I didn't watch. What was her reasoning? Because he was the, the more giving, the one who was really just vibing with her more. Like she had, mm-hmm. the thing with love is blind is that you're dating a bunch of people. So you might start to catch feelings for a couple people, but you've never seen them. So mm-hmm. their physical appearance might be the thing that sets it up for a win. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That that's going to your thing. So you might be talking to two different people, but then you don't even get to see them. You have to make your decision based on no, no without seeing somebody so then later what ends up happening is is that say like okay so me and you are going to be together Mm -hmm. great then what happens is we have a party and everybody from the house shows up and now you finally see the other dude you've been talking to oh and you all of a sudden realize that like I liked both of them, but this one I'm physically attracted to. This one's got a little something more that gives me a spark. And so that's what happened this season a lot was people were like, I'm going to pick this one. I'm going to, you know, let go of this other person. And then all of a sudden the person that they picked, then when they see the other options, it was like, shit, I should have went for this because this would have made more sense. Yeah, it sounds like you have to have the ability to have like really high emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. when you're like picking and the ability to ask really good questions yeah. to really figure out if like to get at the meat of the person that you're not meeting physically right yeah I don't know because I feel like when somebody's personality is there and their whole vibe is there like as like like character mm-hmm. that's just so hot they're like that that's you can't replicate that that is just so well, that's that's the whole thing is, is so like these people meet i mean it's kind of amazing though because so what's happening is so why i brought this up was that we're saying that vanessa and nick are out right 
Mm-hmm. Um, but now the rumor is, is they're going to bring back one of the, every one of everybody's favorite couples from the very, very first season who's still oh. together now. So that's the thing is there's a bunch of couples that they do get it right and they stay together and it works uh-huh. and it's amazing. And so in the first season, there was another mixed race couple, Cameron and this girl, Lauren, who, when you watched it, you just fell in love with them. She was okay. freaking amazing. He was um, this tall, like a scientist dude, but really good, but like really nice. They're adorable. They have like, you know, they're, they have their TikTok and all that kind of thing now together. And they're saying that those are going to be the two who are going to be taking over as the host, because since they've been through it, they can kind of talk at it a little bit differently. And right. they've been together now for like six years. Cause since they recorded their show and it's been there and we're on season four. So they've been together forever. So that might be who's taking over. So, which I think is cute because I do love some Lauren and Cam. Um, he's like one of those dudes that's like awkward, cute that you're just like, if you saw him, you'd be like, mm. but then there's something about him when you're like around, you're like, mm, he's really cute. And I think it's the height as well is what kind of pulls it off. I feel like it's nice to maybe have an alumni love mm-hmm. the show, right? Just And I think that's maybe what they're going to be doing. And especially if they already have their own following. Do you think they're going to get higher ratings than the Lachey's? I think that the Lachey's are a non sequitur in the show. We don't care. They're only Mm -hmm. there a couple times. And so you could bring, it could be like the other show. um, Oh my God. Too Hot to Handle where they fucking it's it's hosted by a like Alexa that sits in the middle of the room and tells them today oh. you're going to be going outside <laughs> you know what I mean like and so I mean like because it's because the whole show is about being like in these pods and that sort of thing and there's not a lot of back and forth with you know with with the actual host until they like mm-hmm. get through us until they get like to another segment you know of like the mm-hmm. the journey so I think that it's Probably they're out. I think they're probably going to let them go and it'll go to these new people. But let's see. So anyways, don't sue me if you're Vanessa Manolo or if you're that model Tory, just don't do it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Are you seeing all this stuff for the Little Mermaid? And what is your Little Mermaid background? First of all, first of all, the Mm. Little Mermaid is like, every little girl from that era it's her it's it's your queen mm-hmm. you know what i mean she is she is the girl you wanted to be she's the especially if you if you were a, a little girl who was a little different she was definitely like the person you most related to and i definitely definitely related to ariel really really hard um I love that it's diverse casting for obvious reasons, right? Mm-hmm. I love, I even love the diversity within di- the diversity, right? Because she's being played by an African-American woman and then her father is a Latino man, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's super relatable. Um, well, what they just saw in this new trailer in the Choices trailer is that all the girls, all his daughters, the daughters of Triton are all different races. They're not just black girls. They're all different colors. Well, as a Latina from the Caribbean, that's <laughs> I, I most identify with that because if you ever go to my family, no, like everybody's like multiracial, right? So like Completely. people people favor different aspects of our um, you know, mix. Our, and then our mix comes from, you know, negatively from colonialism, but it's it's where it comes from, right? You'll have your cousin that looks very indigenous to the Americas, you have your cousin that looks very indigenous to Africa you have your cousin that looks very Europe 
European, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? You have your cousin that looks like, is she Middle Eastern? Is she not? Like even myself, people are constantly asked. People can guess everywhere I'm from, except where I'm from, which is the same, same, of, same. It happens all the fun. time. All the time. People right? think I'm Persian. They think I'm Lebanese. They think I'm same. black. They think I'm, I mean, they, they go all over the spectrum. All over and, the yeah, it just especially depends on like where my beard is and like my fade. <laughs> so if they want me to like, and if we're like in a dark club, like I get a lot of times I'll get like, are you half black? Are you half, you know, that kind of a thing. And right. then I, but then when I'm out and about, it's like, you must be Italian or Persian or, you know, those kind of things. And so my family's the same though. My grandmother and my grandfather, my mom's side, they had nine kids and like the oldest, my uncle Tito is dark chestnut skin you know what i mean he had you know black kinky hair and then my uh three down from him my aunt kathy she got red hair green eyes there you go fair that's a typical latino family yeah that's why the sisters in hamilton that's why it works because that's that's a hundred percent like like that's a hundred percent three sisters from the same mom and dad look exactly like that that's a hundred percent how it can come out that's like the very genetic pool that we come from right so i love that um, okay and, and i love i love your post <laughs> these pictures Dangelo that they have stories. now Dangelo okay stories right now is so funny he has I like this <laughs> I saw this on, um, well, St. Hoax, you know, like the account on Instagram, everybody should be following them, St. Hoax, but um, they always like, they're really, really up to date and like the pop culture stuff. But if you go over to like Twitter and you go through what people are saying about, about Flounder and Sebastian and whatnot, and people are like, look, you want a live action and you didn't want um, the Lion King all over again. So they gave you half animated, half real, and this is what you're getting. And like, so Flounder, people are like, he's past his twink era. And then another <laughs> one was another one was like doesn't flounder look real stressed everybody like we were saying but that. he is real stressed he's highly anxious that's the character yeah, he's always but- like ariel ariel i mean he's less anxious than sebastian but like he's he's high, they're both highly strung out subtle is the only one you can count on like yeah. period he subtle's well, like bitch what are we doing today yes and you know, Aquafina's playing like, her, right? Why are you doing this? Yeah, I love that. I love Aqu- that. I love like, so they have they have Aquafina in there. But um, this new preview, it is so cute. I am a I am completely of like the um mind when it comes to Little Mermaid. I will be there on like May 26th when it comes out. Um, they have released that the soundtrack is coming out on May 19th. Oh. That we are getting new songs. So there is oh. going to, so they're going to be using all the original songs. So like we have like Alan Menken is back and yeah. then, um, you know, Howard Ashman who died in 1991, who did the original music for this, who did a lot of like our, the stuff, the musicals that like, you know, changed our childhoods, you know, with Alan Menken, but this year for the new songs, So Alan Menken is back on, but they've brought in Lin-Manuel Miranda to write mm-hmm. the new songs. So that should be cute. And then the other thing I found out too, in this like ultra by the, in this ultra, in this article by mm-hmm. Vulture, you can see why I'm like mixing up my words Vulture. here. <laughs> yes. Is that um they're saying that uh, Rob Marshall was sent, was telling people who's the director of the film is that um, Hallie, uh, Haley, ba- Haley Bailey is such a great singer that she's doing all the music one octave up. So she's singing it higher <laughs> than the original. That's crazy. Cause that was, yeah. already, that's already pretty. And she's got the, <laughs> yeah. And they're saying that she's got this completely crazy vocal range that she's completely like redoing some of the songs in her own like style and whatnot. So I'm very, very excited 
Um, so I'm like, I'm into this. I'm trying to see, you've already mentioned Javier Bardem is going to be on this. He looks good as, as, as Triton. I'm in. Yo, yeah, but okay. So my best friend, mm-hmm. <laughs> her Disney dad, her Disney daddy is King T- Triton. So uh-huh. that's a lot of people's Disney daddy girl. That's like, that's like yeah, the ultimate daddy. But, like, <laughs> yes. I mean, but it's like giving the fantasy, right? Like mm-hmm. they chose the best person for it. But we're not even talking about Ursula, right? Like, oh come on, mother! Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that post that you put in your story, mother, mother. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy is playing mother, aka Ursula. Okay, but I love here's the it. thing: there's in the in the movie poster of like the Ursula situation, like because they released all the movie posters with all the main characters, right? I don't think I've seen those. Yeah, let me check. Mm-hmm. And so okay. what they did though was they um. I wonder if I can go ahead and like share my little screen with you. I'm going to um, look it up. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. They, the Ursula, they were saying that she wasn't going to have Flotsam and Jetsam, but now in the movie poster, they're there. So I guess that they, they decided to bring in those two characters, but they haven't released who's actually doing the voices for them or if they're not going to be. Oh, like, do they talk? Yeah, which I would like them to. Look at Prince Eric. Jonah Howard King. Oh my God, Prince Eric. So So Prince Eric is my Disney prince. Like, and, and he yeah. looks like the real thing though you know what i mean like they they kept that one true to form sebastian looks like a crab <laughs> <laughs> like a like a stressed out crab <laughs> i know and then i love the scuttle is has like the dingle hopper in his hands yeah <laughs> in his little fin and then we have the stressed a out twink past his prime <laughs> <The flounder. laughs> it's so funny but people are like going for it what is this person saying Ursula looks like the real protagonist. She looks uh, stunning compared with the regular lame cast. Oh, I mean, the, the the cool thing is, I mean, if Disney wants to keep going with its own setup that they did, is the next thing they could do is do an Ursula-focused movie like they did with Maleficent and True. do her her villain origin story, right? Before before all of this, like what is what is the real background of this woman? Like, because well, nobody hang, hangs out trying to just mess things up like usually Mm -mm. it's a response to something i don't know baby okay we need hollywood to right now call agatha ramirez and get (laughs) on this idea of an origin story for ursula because i didn't even think about this because he is he is she's supposed to be triton's sister right I mean, that could be, so, the, yo, if so you want to get it, deep, why you, know she Latino families, you know how Latino families do. They, well, the thing is, it's been... secrets, they're deep, they're hidden. And you're like, why is this aunt, this one aunt, this why one is auntie? She, but, but why does she got tentacles? Like, why does she get those? And why doesn't she have a fin anymore? Like, what, like, what is going on here? Was she poor unfortunate soul right. first? Like, right. Okay. Or, or that could even be part of, like, maybe she never had a fin, right? Like, maybe she's that kid. Or it's part of her magic. You right. never know. I don't know. Oh, it's like wicked, you know. But which... they could, they could, they could go that route, right? They could keep going with the Little Mermaid. They could go both ways. Just go, just go down both paths. You can go back down both paths because mm-hmm. people, there's people who are all the way here for Ursula, villain yeah. or not. Understand, but like that's a good idea. Okay, Hollywood. When we're done with the Little Mermaid fanfare, let's please make an Ursula movie. Also, um, I get origin story credit. or i get or i get idea story credit or whatever well it's going to be published now so if it comes out in like a year then we're going to like send this over there and be like look somebody listen to our podcast and they this must happen (laughs) 
Okay. Um, we are talking for a little while here. So I want to keep on moving through. Um, let's get into like the reason why we even talked about this. And it's the end just like that. I'm going to go ahead and I'm gonna sh- let's play the trailer. Let's watch it. Yeah, let me be quiet. And then we will discuss. And so we will play it for the people. Max, don't sue me. <laughs> if you're lucky, no matter what life hands you, you can always count on your closest friends to be there. Oh, thank you. My purse was exhausted. We are all blissfully unaware when our lives are about to change. Life is full of surprises. I'm ready to lose my virginity. Excuse me? I got the list. What list? There's a whole brouhaha at school about this MILF list. For real? Our lunchtime fodder is not usually this lowbrow, I swear. (laughs) Really? Who have you been eating with? (laughs) It's a big step up for Che and me. I've been having exit out of grief sex. It's just sex. Through the chance that you've been out there, men have feelings too. Mm. Life's too short not to try something new. And just like that, I realized some things are better left in the past. But maybe not everything. And just like that, on Max. Oh my God, so exciting. (laughs) Oh my God. I just, I don't, I'm just, it's invigorating. <laughs> like, I got so excited when I saw it this morning. I was like, no, they're not doing I, this to me. And it was like 20 I, minutes after I said, saw Pedro's like new uh, trailer. Cowboy thing. <laughs> I I got goosebumps and I was, I just, here's the thing. If you grew up with the show, like the show is exploring like becoming like older, right? Like, like it starts at this older phase where you think you have it all figured out, but like life threw you a curveball. And I think for like millennials who grew up on the show, we're kind of going, especially if you're an older millennial, you're going through that, like this transition to middle age right now, which is like a whole, a whole thing. Right. And I think the idea of like your past and your future is for me, at least as, as an older Elder millennial, as what's her name? <laughs> Eliza. I forget her last name. She's Canadian. Eliza Slicinger. Yes. So for me, like the, I'm in that transitionary period. So I'm, I'm like, okay, the future, the future. But like, there's elements of your past because you're, you're still, you've still been that person, and it's still a part of you, right? Mm-hmm. So to have, I mean, do we get to like? It's a trailer. It's out. To potentially have Aiden back is just. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, how, is like they've had all my like, gonna do this. All that paparazzi, <laughs> like the paparazzi are really ruining movies for us right now because in TV yeah. shows, because they're showing us everything. And so we saw all the be, images of like hosed. yeah, so we saw it all of them. And they also they they really did work out like that, like in the street with with eight with John Corbett and Sarah Jackson Parker right walking down the street. It was like Aiden's back, and it was like a couple <laughs> months ago. And then even in this trailer, they do set it up in such a nice way that where she's walking home, she's on Perry Street, she's at her door, and even though it's supposed to be the Upper West Side, but we all know it's down the, like, it's right right around the corner from where I worked earlier, like where we talk about. <laughs> right, exactly. But anyways, um, and the thing is, it's just like, but when you see Aiden, you're like, okay, we're locked in, we're loaded. And the thing is, is um, this trailer is giving us 
Number one, the original show came out in 1998, like June 6, 1998. So we are almost 25 years later. Yeah. Like So everybody is yeah. older. Everybody is in a new stage of life, as you say, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now they're kind of like dealing with life, you know? And mm-hmm. I do like how like in the original and like in this new and just like that, they really didn't um, keep us in like this week, this week, this week. It was like three months mm-hmm. later, you know what I mean? They mm-hmm. just kind of, they kept progressing the storyline. Yeah. So it looks like they're doing that again which is fun. Um, We are, fashion is back, okay? And like, there's lots of like gratuitous shots too. There's like that shot of like that red number walking down the street, but you don't know who's in it. And you're like, it's Mm -hmm. like, there's a train and it's like, what is that? A train and an attendant for the train. (laughs) Yes, and and a huge headpiece. And it's like, who is that? What is this? Um, We got, uh, we got girls with braids. We got girls with braids at brunch, okay? Like we got, we got something. Let, let's be very clear: <laughs> women of success and wealth with braids at lunch, at brunch. There. Very, very important. I think All that of does I, exist I, in that circle, and we will, we are here for it. And it is professional, and it is stylish, and it is good. Exactly. So we have people like, I mean, just the hair conversation. Like, you know what I mean? That like, it looks like too that we're giving these women the ability to wear their natural hair or their braids. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying anything about it, which I think is like another whole like conversation that can be had. Right. Um, and I don't even have hair and I'm not a female, but still, um, <laughs> or a black woman, but still, um, but just recognize those are things, people. Um, we're seeing all that. We got the sex back in the city. Yeah. We got the sex Greek, back. But also, and it's she not said just, and it's not just, yeah, and That's it's not just Miranda based. Thing. Yeah, and it's not just Miranda based, but also the fact that it that there is Miranda sex, like mm-hmm. queer sex in this. It's there's queer sex and sex in the city, and it's not for like shock value, right? Mm-hmm. It's like part of the storyline. It's part of intimacy. It's the shock happened of, last year. Now we're now we're moving forward. We're now just... we're moving forward. You know, we're evolving. We're taking that to wherever that's supposed to go. I wonder what's going to happen with Steve. I still have that question. Listen, people, lesbians have fingers. Um, But anyways, (laughs) (laughs) well, the Steve thing, that's the only thing is they really did do Steve dirty. They need to give him a good woman. But (laughs) but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they have a child in common. They were a family for however many years. Like that doesn't end just because your partner comes out of the closet. Like you just evolve into something different. I want to see him so, have like a partner or something. You know what I mean? Like probably, he wanted. He'll probably get. You know what he, would be would be. You know what would be really cute for Steve, like a Keanu Reeves timeline where he ends up with like some really like cultured older lady who's like really fun and really gets him and like is just like vibing with him and like that there's like love and respect and care. You know how Keanu has his partner and ice now. cream Sundays. And ice cream <laughs> like, Sundays, yes, exactly. <laughs> Ooh, about Keanu Reeves. Did you see Matthew Perry had like his book came out? No, I didn't right. see that. And okay, we're not talking about Matthew Perry that much. But the thing is, it's like, but his book came out from, you know, Friends, like came out 10 years too late. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or even like last year when they had the Friends reunion, that's when your book should have came out. Right. So, but his book is getting buried, but it did get picked up for one of like the lines in it. And it's basically, he was a big, huge fan of like, um, uh, the guy who played Black Sheep, Chris Farley from SNL, right? He was a mm-hmm. big fan of Chris Farley and, the, and he knew him or whatnot. And he was upset that Chris Farley died. And then he was like, you know, they took the good ones and why couldn't they take like Keanu Reeves and stuff? <gasps> that and bitch. Like, no, he didn't. Yeah, like, no, he didn't. You're dead to me, Matthew. 
That's the whole thing. Like Matthew Perry, like you can't. Ah, like, how dare you? There's so many. Uh, number one, like, why are you saying like somebody else should die? But number yes. two, y- you put it in your book. <laughs> like, yes. But number two, like, if you just do a Google of Keanu Reeves, yeah, he is no. a good man. Like, who gives He's, up his yeah. seat on subways, tips really, really well. Never is looking for like any like, you know, anybody to like That's do anything. A good guy. You never hear anything bad about him. And the thing is, is and, and also somebody who has, who's had iconic character after iconic character. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, this is a man like, yeah, he was Bill and Ted's, but he was also Neo. He was, you right. know, what I mean? like in the Matrix. And then he also has like John Wick now, which is like a, a gargantuan franchise. So like out of all people, Keanu Reeves, don't, do, don't come for it. Yeah, Keanu Reeves is the most interesting person. He's like a huge star and has the most relatable human life ever and like way of being right mm-hmm. like just so really like whatever Matthew get it together it's so ridiculous um but so anyways so back into like the sex in the city thing but um so let's see like I'm loving this we have talked about like the fashion sex is back in the city what else we have Che Diaz who is back who is mm-hmm. the, one of the most polarizing characters who's come in a while and I have <laughs> a feeling that this season they're gonna make us fall in love with her or with them them <laughs> I have a feeling that's what's going to end up happening. We're all learning here. We're all learning. Yeah. Yes. This season, Che Diaz is going to be somebody that people. What if they become the with. new Miss, the new Mr. Vig? Like that's like the like the new. The main couple. Well, yeah, like the character that that like. I mean, because they are also very like they're just so interesting, right? Like when a guy acts, some of the ways that they've acted, like to me I'm like I hate you (laughs) I hate Mm -hmm. you but I love you so much why am I so addicted to this weird thing that you do where you like love me but you put me at a distance and like Mm -hmm. oh I don't know they they're interesting because it's like you could also argue some of their behavior is toxic but also like how much of that is them also challenging like the norms of like partnership and relationship Mm -hmm. I don't know well they're saying so according to People Magazine, that they're saying that um, it's going to be full of surprises. If you're lucky, you can always count your closest friends to be there, as Parker's Carrie Bradshaw says. So uh, among the big changes, those are involving Charlotte and Harry's daughter saying, I'm ready to lose my virginity. Miranda also teases a big step up for her blooming relationship with Che, following her separation from her longtime husband, Steve. As for Carrie, she's been having a lot of exit out of grief sex following the death of her husband, Mr. Big. It's just sex, she says, also noting that life's too short to not try something new. Oh my gosh. Chris Noth, after all this stuff that came out about him, you know what I mean? Like, I was reading that, um, you know, because like last year after that, when they they killed him off, and then like the week week after they killed him off, all the sexual misconduct allegations were coming out, you know, about Mr. Big. Mm -hmm. And so from what I understand, from what I was reading, is that, they had shot so many flashback scenes and things for her mm-hmm. to have. And they they were all scrapped because they didn't, you know, they didn't want to have it on there. Mm-hmm. But then at the end of the day, like that's a paycheck for Mr. Big. Like every single one of those episodes would have residuals tied to it from like the new season. Is so he being like charged with anything or is it just like no, allegations? It's just, it was allegations. I think a lot of it has been dismissed. Some things haven't really come to light. I know that he owns a comedy, um, I think he owns the comedy store, one of those things in New York City. He owns one of the nightclubs there. Like he one used of the to own nightclubs. this one nightclub that I called the Cutting Room. I used that was still my does. place. 
He still No, does. they closed or did they move location? I don't know. I know that he's still, let's look it up real quickly as we keep going. So John, Chris Noth, um, as we're talking, but I just can't imagine that, that like you do all this bad stuff and now you're in trouble. Well, the one that I, okay, it looks like it's a, it's the, okay. So it became a comedy club. Yeah, it is the cutting It's room. relaunching. Okay, so it relaunched. On 32nd. So, okay, so I, this was like my haunt in my 20s. Like, I just used to like, well, girl, it's time to run back. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> that was like, it was like near my office where I worked. Mm -hmm. So, this was like, I just, but this was not, let me see where it's located because it looks well, the like thing it's is, is like, I, I like Chris Noth is like on Instagram and I have seen like stuff of him here and there like pop up and it looks like he's just living his life with his kids and he supports their local theater and whatnot like he's got enough money that he doesn't have mm -hmm. to do anything for the rest of his life I think he is he married mm -hmm. yeah to a black woman I think I think so let's see if he still is though but like yeah like his his Instagram is so like clean and wholesome and it's like plants and stuff like that like it's just a little bit a whole thing um who is he married to i don't think she's a black woman mm -hmm. but as we keep on going so we're just getting we're doing a potpourri of like pop culture today you guys yeah um, <laughs> he's married to tara wilson and she is black okay are, are tara knows tara wilson and chris noth still married north he has been married to wilson since 2012 also sharing a two-year-old son keats vehemently denied the past allegations call them categorically false so she stood by her man throughout this so is she a black wish... woman mm -hmm. i thought she was am i wrong yeah. no she is she yeah she's a black woman she's beautiful or she might be mixed. I'm not even sure. This is getting really, really problematic. Her conversation. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't the thing matter. Is, is she stood by him. Right. The thing is, is like, okay, like if the allegations aren't untrue, then like we need like a big statement that they're untrue. So then we can like move on and fall back in love with him again. Because right now. Yeah, but just... that's the thing about allegations. It's like people are like, if I even acknowledge it, it like whether you do or don't, you're damned. And mm -hmm. so most people just kind of like try to like distance it or let let whoever is in charge of their PR take care of it. I don't know. I think that's a really tough spot to be in if if which is very rare if you happen to not be an actual creep. Yeah, I mean that's the whole thing is is like, you know, it it just it it's a life ruiner to be a, to mm -hmm. be to be a, to have allegations like this so it's like really making sure that you don't put yourself in that situation ever to even have these kind of you know right. to have these kind of allegations and so i know that i'm very very you know um conscious myself when i'm working with like artists you know what i mean like as a mm -hmm. talent as a talent agent and as a manager and that sort of thing and you're on site and you have people who are in costumes and that are in half costumes and you're in dressing mm -hmm. rooms and those sorts of things and so there's certain ways that you have to carry yourself and hold yourself and be professional um that you just have to make sure so you can come to work tomorrow and understand that you're not going to have any issues you know what I mean mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. like it's just and I think there's like this whole culture of like whenever you're on set and that sort of thing that you start to get too friendly with people because you start 
faking a intimacy. Um, mm-hmm. You start thinking that like, you know, well, we're, we're working in these close quarters and I've seen this person naked or I've seen, you know, those kinds of things, you know, and it just, it, it's, you can't let yourself get caught up in that. You can't just let yourself no. be. It's work and there's rules and there's decorum and there's boundaries. Yeah. And there's a, and there's always going to be somebody who has more power in a situation than the other mm-hmm. person. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's just watching yourself. I'm looking here, like there's just like some random stupid thing that's just Chris Snow's strained relationship with Tara Wilson. And it, this came out like a month ago. Um, I don't know if it's really worth it to read it because it's just like a really, really long article. And it's got a lot of pop-up ads. So I think it might be ugly. Anyway. I mean, who knows? They might <laughs> still use that stuff if if it fits relevant to the story. But I mean, if they're going down this Aiden path with her, I mean, it might just be for the season. Who knows, right? Yeah, because he um, was supposed to. Well, that thing is too, is then life changes. You know, the last time that we saw him in like the movies was like 15 years ago and he had a baby strapped to him. Remember? Mm-hmm. Like when she had yep, that. Yeah, I that, do that remember situation. that. I remember that episode very vividly. Yeah. And then we have yeah. like the, and then we had the reappearance of him when they kissed in Morocco or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's all that kind of thing. So he's always been in her life. And I think some people are like, well, they should just get over it, blah, blah, blah. And I think that there are some people in your life that are like that, like your big loves that like when you see them, when you see them, there's a spark, there's a weirdness, there's a something. Yeah, they just live in your heart, even when you try to extrapolate them from there. Oh, it's insane. You know, Sarah Jessica Parker is 57 years old. I am sick of these people looking so amazing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> whatever d'angelo you're on that path look at you i hope so like i'm just gonna i'm just like keep myself it's together, keep it <laughs> so what you don't see <laughs> is i have a chip clip in the back of my head holding all my skin taunts <laughs> That's from, your dress, from your dresser days <laughs> yeah there's just one sitting back there just keeping me tight um I'm trying to think this people magazine article doesn't have much it's just basically all the stuff that people have been like showing so if you're like if you follow Sarah Ramirez if you follow Sarah Ramirez on um social media you'll see like her posts of like you know the scripts and that sort of thing there I'm like Jesus (laughs) okay we're all working on it it's hard we're getting but we're getting Sarah non-binary or is the character I believe they are Oh my gosh. See, these are all these things that we just don't even know anymore. This is why people are so upset with us because we just keep evolving in front of our, their eyes. Uh, oh my God. When you put in Sarah Ramirez, like in Google, the first thing that comes up are Sarah Ramirez pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> um, not this. Okay. You know how like people also ask, is Sarah Ramirez plus size? Stop. These people they need are, to really they sit are down. Non-binary. They use okay. they them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's, it's here in 2020 in 2021. She quietly updated their pronouns. Amazing. So non-binary non-binary activist actor and activist. Okay. So that makes sense. And shoot, where is this? No, this wasn't this year. Okay. I thought she was part of the Out 100 with Dr. Carlton this year, but he was um thing. Oh, by the Dr. way, Carlton. I talked about this about Dr. Carlton last week. He was my crush of the week um Good did crush. you yeah did you see that he was honored honored but he was um mentioned in the new york times about the whole no. monkeypox thing so the new york times no, ran, yes you you said something about it i put po- i posted the article as well yes. yeah but they um you know they finally like 
they're finally recognizing that gay men banded together and did this whole underground you know networking of like finding out where we can get our monkeypox shots and everything else and we staved off a huge um pandemic that could have happened here that could have spread into like with everybody else women children you know in the straight world and everything else but the gays really did you know stop fucking around and no yeah I don't fuck vaccinated around. and all that sort of thing I mean like like <laughs> literally they stopped fucking around so it's kind of amazing so but they <laughs> the had abstinence uh, campaign <laughs> yeah so but if you guys look at Dr. Carlton you know spell it Dry all the way out it. on Instagram he does have that article linked on his social media which is very very cool so anything else because we need okay so this season you guys here on and um and bingeable we are going to be doing a weekly recap of it just like that when it starts to premiere so may 23rd is its <gasps> premiere so each week we will be dissecting the episode so that's what'll be our focus even though i'll have some special guests here and there i know aggie that will be back and that's yes, sort of thing. please but, bring me back I so that's going to be our focus as we go into the summer months because i know the summer's gonna get crazy when i'm looking for content this is easy they handed it to us hopefully it's going to be like I have a feeling I'm going to drop like three episodes and then they'll do like weeklies, like a lot of the HBO shows oh, do. So the we'll probably, yeah, so we'll probably get like a good like six weeks. Exactly. Okay, I'm trying to see if there's anything else because we have been on for a little while. Anything else that we need to address this week? Is there anything that you're watching that you want to tell people that they need to start watching? Um, No. Okay, I'm going to go through because a bunch of see, I'm I'm like I'm under I'm a bit under a rock. I'm actually trying to learn how to be a better content producer. Ooh. So that's kind of like it's I'm not watching, even learning. Just do it and just make it. it yes, and just keep going. I'm literally like watching YouTube videos and like having conversations with people in my life who are part of media mm -hmm. just to kind of I just feel like there's something inside of me that I want to share with the world. I don't have a definitive on it, but like it's here. So I'm just going to like tell your story tell Get a story yeah and my, my story is quirky af <laughs> there you go it's just figuring out speaking of okay so here's the shows that i've been watching lately so i've been mm -hmm. diving into like old school stuff and new things just depending on where i am what i'm doing if i'm like laying on the couch if i'm watching the dogs mm -hmm. if i'm here at the office designing something i'll have something on the background so my shows as of late speaking of quirky i have restarted new girl with Zoe Deschanel. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. a show that I kind of watched when it first came out, right? In like 2006, in 2006, I was living in New York City at the time. And like, I was living with three girls. So it was like, they were all quirky girls. So we watched Zoe mm -hmm. Deschanel. And so I remember the first, like, I remember watching the very first like season or two, and then I fell away from it just because life happens. So mm -hmm. Peacock put it on the other day and I started watching like the first episode. And I was like, this is really silly. And then like two episodes in, I was like, okay, I'm in. So this is becoming like my like late night, cute right before bed, like watch an episode, mm -hmm, feel mm -hmm. nice and cute and then go to bed. So that's what I've been doing lately is the, is a new girl. My newer shows I've been talking about, we're going to get, um, my other friend, Bonnie is going to be coming on in a couple of weeks. She's somebody who I went to school with in, in, in college um I saw her in Ohio a couple of weeks ago and she's like you need to have me on your show and she got yes so, girl ask so, her what you want <laughs> yeah so the thing that I need to talk to her about is succession because she understands money so oh. I need to get into a lot of that are you in any succession? I'm no but I really want to be and I'm excited for that bald and bingeable episode because okay. I'm excited to hear it from somebody like what you describe yeah you you got to get it like 
I'm I'm completely in. The thing about Succession is it's a bunch of people I do not like. If I met them in real life, I know I'd be like, okay, you asshole. I saw something about Succession recently. Oh, it's incredible. So it's it's no, just, there was it, like like recent news about somebody's not allowed to be like a consultant on there. There's oh, like a sure. recent news news thing. Well, the cut, the actor, so this is something that's like, an, man, we are really getting deep today. There's lots of issues that are happening out there. So um, Nicholas Braun, who plays Cousin Greg on the show, he's in trouble right now. And they're saying it's another sexual misconduct allegation. And this one's with underage people who are under age <gasps> 18. And his character is really one of like the best characters. You know what I mean? And so... Um, and it just sucks that, um, like this, it's like at the end, it's the end of its run. The show should end on a high note right now. You're kind of cheering for this character. It's cousin Greg. So what it is, is, um, the main, main guy in the show, you know what I mean? Like, uh, Roy, I forget his first name now. Um, they're, they're the Roy family. And so the dad, and then there's the three main children, you know, and then he has one child out of wedlock who he had like in his first marriage, who's Connor, who is, who has become spoiler upon spoiler has become my favorite character in the show. (laughs) And he is like the asshole character in the first couple seasons. He's like a Don Jr. You know what I mean? Like, like Trump kind of way, Mm -hmm. like entitled, just, you know, he's got his dad's money and that sort of thing. And then his wife or the girl that he is, um, he wants to marry is a um she's a prostitute or she was she was an escort for a little while and mm-hmm. that's how he think but then they got into a real, real relationship and there is a moment that happens here's a spoiler guys season four episode two um right before we have like the penultimate episode and then i say penultimate but it's not the last one of the season um of the episode three of season four is where the dad finally dies and so this is out there these are spoilers so i'm just like it's it's out there it's part of the meme culture now so but the episode right before that in episode two of the season um the father comes and tries to have like a little bit of like a a moment with his children because it's the it's connor's uh what do you call it it's his bachelor party, you know, and so they're out, you know, doing karaoke and whatnot with his siblings and the dad shows up and they have like a come to Jesus moment with their father. And then he leaves. And then this one son, Connor, who has been like kind of like the redheaded stepchild the whole time, even though they're all treated that way because the father wants them all to compete for the position for their love for mm-hmm. CEO of this. So he pits them all against each other. And there's one kid who doesn't really care. He's just along for the ride and whatnot. And that's Connor. And you've looked at him as this asshole for like so many of the episodes, but there's a softness about him. And there's a moment in this episode, and this is a spoiler, where he looks at his siblings and he goes, see, your issue is that you guys are all just, now I want daddy to love me. I want daddy to love me. And what you haven't realized is that I can live without love. I don't need to be loved. And because his his whole thing with his, his, uh, his fiance has like left her party and he doesn't know where she is and that she might not be home for him when he gets home. And it's okay because I wasn't expecting to be loved anyways. I've lived without love my whole entire life and I don't need it now. And he's like, I'm like a plant that grows on rocks. I need nothing. I'm self-sustaining and you all need daddy's love. 
and he walks out and it is one of like the best and it was like okay I love this character now like I am complete <laughs> and then there's a moment at the very end of this the episode so I won't give away but the the very last moment of that of that episode when he's like when he gets himself home my heart like was like oh like I just had like a whole like <laughs> almost like teary moment like I was like okay my heart just broke like it's a whole thing so like that was great but all the other characters in succession are all such assholes and they're the people that we don't want to like they are GOP money hungry power beyond all measure they want everything is is handed to them you know what I mean because they are American monarchy in such a sense mm -hmm. because they have so much money and it's lightly based on like Rupert Murdoch even though he's still alive mm -hmm. but it's kind of based on that like of how he's pit his own children against each other to see who's going to come out on top and who's going to be CEO of this and who's going to take over the news network and that sort of thing and mm -hmm. so the whole succession is just who's going to get this who's going to be the CEO, who is going to take over the family company. And the family company is worth money and, and everything because they have a direct line to politicians, to the president. They control, it's like if this family basically controls, like if they, um, like Fox News or CNN, they have that mm -hmm. much control. So they can control the narrative of what's going on there with politicians. So everybody's always kissing their ass. So it's a great show, but Succession is like about to be ending pretty soon. I would say everybody jump on it. I'd give you some spoilers, but um, Kieran Culkin also in this past week's episode. So we are dealing with um, the fallout of like now the father has passed away and what is going to be happening with the kids who are all competing now to like, you know, who's going to be, who's going to take over the company and two of them pair up. And then we have the daughter Shiv. So the two brothers who are played by Karen Culkin, whose name is Roman. And then the other brother, Kendall, they are the two who, you know, one's been the COO for a long time. One should be CEO. And now they're going to both take over the dad's position together and be like the CE bros, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's like tool language, everything they say, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, mm -hmm. Um, and the, when you watch it too, you're going to be like, I knew this guy in New York. I was this guy's assistant for two weeks. Like, you're going to see these things and you're going to be like, oh, this is that yeah. asshole I knew at this one time. But it is, it's fabulous. The little one-liners here and there. Um, it's just, it's become one of my favorite shows. And it's like, I was like binging it, you know, and like, as I was going through and then all of a sudden I caught up with everybody else this past Sunday. <laughs> was oh, like, so now you're, now you're in the pub and like, now you're in the like, um, like the, the conversation with everybody else. I needed to bring myself to the conversation so I can talk to you guys about it. But yeah. like it was, it was the whole thing though, is it didn't, it never like latched onto me. And now I'm completely in the other one that I'm completely in on that has made me feel hollow because I'm caught up with everybody else. And so like the new episode will be coming out like at another day is Yellow Jackets over on Showtime. Yeah. You were talking about that before. Are you okay with the spooky stuff? I, I don't like, um, you don't like, zombies. I don't like, I don't like zombies. I don't like horror. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with thrillers and I'm okay with mystery and I'm okay with the supernatural. You're going to be into this then, girl. Go, okay. go, run, do not okay. walk. You need to watch this series. <laughs> um, I was saying last week and that I, like, if you and like I love lost, like timelines. Like yes, time, exactly. That's what I was going to say next. I like timelines that like go back to the past, go to the present and the, like, like non-linear. Oh, like the cruel, cruel summer thing. Like yeah. Yes. Yellow jackets is going to be my jam. your jam. Okay. And the thing is, okay. is and you only have like 
14 episodes and you're caught up with everybody else. <laughs> okay. All right. Like join, so the, join the party. Join the party this now. one is another one that like, I talked about this last week, so I apologize if I'm reiterating, but if this is your first episode, welcome. Um, but so what ends up happening inside of like Yellow Jackets is essentially is like these girls who are all um, in a soccer team, you know, and they're going to nationals and they're going from East coast to West coast and they're going to Seattle. Right. And their plane crashes, 1992, uh-huh. 96, something like that. So half of our sh- series takes place in the 90s, which I know you love. Yeah. And so, and then what they do is, is then they're flashing forward to Ow. present day. In present day, the same people are, uh, we have people who are playing the girls. So it's very like now and then, you know what I mean? So you have yes. like, you know, young girl, Thor young Birch self being, and older self. Yeah. Like, yeah, like mm-hmm. Thor Birch being played by Melanie, you know, Griffin mm-hmm. back in my, now and then. Also, that's a that's a show for you, you youngins who are out there. Those people who are that's not such a great culture. movie. <laughs> now and then is one of the best movies from the '90s. Please go watch it. It's like Demi Moore, Melanie Griffin, like Christina Ricci, who also pops up now in this film. <laughs> so, yes, and, and now and then is pre-traveling sister, sisterhood of the traveling so, yes. pants. It's like predates that. It's, Exactly. Yeah. But this is the same kind of time jump. So what they did is that now we're in 2021 and we are seeing all these characters now as they've been affected. And so these women who were in a, these, these girls who were in a plane crash, they were stuck out in the wilderness for like 19 months. And did they bring something home with them? There's something spiritual that is also happening on another level here that is feeding off of them and they are feeding Who's off the producer of- for that? Showtime. It's no, I mean, time. like, is it like Jerry Bruckheimer? Is it J.J. Abrams? Like, who Let me look it? real quick. Who's the I'm mastermind? I am not sure. So let's look. But it's like Juliet Lewis, Melanie Linsky, Christina Ricci, Ella Purnell, um, Sophie Thatcher, uh, Liv Hewson from the teen girl, the, the little redhead from uh, Stranger Things. It's like, it's so good elijah wood just got introduced this season mm-hmm. and so, okay i'm totally there that was one of my crushes when i was a child girl it's all so these 90s actors i'm there now. for anything elijah does yeah they just introduced Faithful him to in. the end. <laughs> but here's the thing so like um so we're not sure like so these girls it's it tells a narrative of a team wildly talented high school uh who was this created by ashley lyle and bart nickerson mm, i don't know if they're newer what to are us they of? are they newer so, to us Ashley Lyle is known for Yellow Jackets, Narcos. She okay. wrote Narcos uh, and Narcos Mexico. So she wrote those things. And their partner, Bart Nicholson, is actually their partner partner, it looks like. And their partner is known for Yellow Jackets, Narcos, and Narcos. So he's so the same. So it's these, these Okay, people are so like they're newer. the Narcos people. Mm-hmm. That's that's your your boy Pedro, isn't it? Yes, it is. Except for I haven't even getting all roads lead back to Pedro Pascal. That's it's like the theme of my podcast now, guys. I don't even the know Pascal, how this happened. The Pascal path. <laughs> it's like I have a Pascal pod, and I didn't even realize how, how did this happen. Um, but I'm telling you, girl, watch the show. So, like this past week, um, and so we are a week behind because this episode is coming out on Friday. The new episode will come out on Friday usually, and then it come you know it's where it's available for streaming. So last week's episode. What keeps happening in each episode as you're watching, right, um, is you realize, wait a second, when they're in the past, when they're 1990s, and you're like, where's old girl now? Where's Crystal now? 
And then all of a sudden they show you. And so, and sometimes like you get really, really lucky because you have a character come back as an adult, like, and you have like Lauren Ambrose. Do you remember Lauren Ambrose? She's, uh -huh. um, she was in Can Hardly Wait. Remember the redhead from Can Hardly Wait from back then? She was six feet under. She was a daughter on Six Feet Under, the redhead. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So she, she's back in this, right? So she's okay. been in like Servant. She was on Six Feet Under. She was on Can't Hardly Wait. You know her. You love her. And so, and like, she's one of them as an adult now. And they just introduced uh -huh. her character the second season. So like, they're introducing you more and more to like people that you, from the 90s, <laughs> like they're bringing in 90s people to play the current day. You right. Know, from the 90s. How appropriate. <laughs> it's really, really cool, though. I almost feel like what they've done, too, is that I feel like they have done those deep fakes on the young actors' faces because, like, the girl who plays Christina Ricci as a kid looks like Christina Ricci, and the girl who plays Melanie Linsky looks just like Melanie Linsky. Yeah, but that's just good casting. I feel like sometimes these casting directors, like, they weren't thinking in the past. Mm -hmm. I remember when there would be, like, future, future self things, and I'd be like, how did this adult become this, like, this, no. this doesn't make sense. And I feel like people are a little bit more attuned to it. Um, they're doing it, it not just in like, they're doing it in their casting calls. Cause like you'll see casting calls are very specific. A young blank, a young this, that, the other, yeah. right? Like can look like such and such as daughter, right? Like that kind of a thing. So well, I yeah. feel like that's very useful and helpful that casting directors have gotten a little better about that. How, however they did it, because the girl who plays Juliette Lewis as a kid sounds like her. You know what I mean? Like oh. even the, the voice sounds like her and you're like, what are they doing here? But it's it's really good. It's seamless between the, between the transitions. But you're seeing how the past things have affected now. The big thing that everybody knows about the show, though, is the cannibalism. You know, it's the thing that everybody just talks about. Remember... Like in the 90s, the movie Alive, remember when mm -hmm. people had to eat mm -hmm. each other and that sort of a thing. Mm -hmm. This, it does happen in this series. Okay. Was that the TV? So when you say that, I don't know, my mind immediately goes to the fact that like in a, in a case again, cannibalism, mm -hmm. gluteus meat is what, is what you're trying to eat. <laughs> oh no, you have to watch this. This is like a whole nother <laughs> like thing. Like I, I just remember this... that movie and I feel like my takeaway from it was that like you eat butt butt cheeks because because <laughs> the movie alive told me to in 1993 <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> does that bring us back to ethan hawk it does ethan hawk was in alive how are we this round <laughs> we started with ethan hawk today and we are like back to ethan hawk on alive because we're talking about people eating each other but that is the one big thing that people are like Ugh, when it comes to yellow jackets if you have an issue with like cannibalism it's Right now, it's only been episode two, season two. So you can watch the whole first season and you don't have to deal with it. So, so, so you have a trigger towards that. But the spiritual part of it is getting creepy. And I want to know what are the answers because it was my biggest gripe with the show for like as I was watching it in the first season. Because it was like they keep introducing, really... they introduce these little spiritual elements and it's like, what's happening here? And they're fine. You're going to get me to watch this threads. show. It's the show. I'm telling you, I'm Yellow Jackets is the show right now. I'm trying to live right under this rock and get some other things done, but I think I'm about to be watching that Yellow Jackets. Look at you pulling me out from under this rock. You never know. Maybe this is your <laughs> content too. Okay, so those are the shows I'm watching right now. I did catch the first episode of Mrs. Uh, Davis over on Peacock. This one's different. It's a little bit weird. Mrs. Davis is um, my one of my favorite favorite actresses Betty Gilpin she's um from Glow she played the American um 
American wrestler from the from the movie Glow. She's been in a ton of stuff. Um, Betty Gilpin is like one of my all time faves. Anyways, she's in this new sci fi series right now on um, Peacock called Mrs. Davis. And it's wacko. It's off the wall. And I'm ready to see like where it's going to go. We I watched the very first episode, didn't know what to expect. And it starts off with like nuns and like the turn of the century, you know, with like swords and like, you know, like a whole like battle and a whole battle for like the Holy Grail and like the Holy Grail is now and then they bounce into now the future and now Betty Gilpin is a nun and there's somebody who's looking for the Holy Grail. But Mrs. Davis is this AI that controls the entire world, right? So like, it's just kind of like, it's like everybody has like a little earbud, you know, in their ear and it's constantly telling you things. It's monitoring you and it's letting you know like what is best for you, what kind of food, what kind of blah, 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 blah. And everybody should be living on this. And she's a nun who doesn't believe in this, who doesn't believe Ooh, in this whole mm-hmm. AI thing. And she doesn't want to be controlled by it. But now they're putting they're putting her into a corner where she has to fight back or she has to do what this AI wants her to do. So I've only watched the first episode. It is wild. It is an acid trip. You don't know what is going on. It's ultimate camp. There is like, a moment I'm going to spoil in the very, very first episode where this guy is driving down the road. Like it looks like Vegas, you know what I mean? Like he's going like in like the desert, you know, and uh, he's with this prostitute situation. And she's like, oh, you know, like all with him. And then they get uh, there's a cow in the middle of the road and they get diverted off the road and she's decapitated. The prostitute? Yes. Or the cow? The, the prostitute. <laughs> and then... I mean, like, it just, that's how shocking some of the things are. And then, but then they tell, but then everything has like a reason for it. So I don't want to give away too much of it because it is really something to watch. But if you're into sci-fi TV shows, and if you're into a little bit of camp and a little bit of craziness, or if you're into Betty Gilpin, because she's like my fave, um, Mrs. Davis over there. And then the other one I'm going to throw out there right now that we just started watching, or I'm going to throw two more at you guys. Um, one of them that we just started watching is Beef with Ali Wong. Oh, that's what I want to binge. Okay. I started that one. That's going to be an appointment one with my partner because I'm not going to be able to just like binge through it. I think we have mm-hmm. to watch it together because he's into mm-hmm. it. And so, and it is these two people who basically have been shit on by the world. And Stephen Young, you know, from uh, from The Grateful, or you never watched The Walking Dead. So, no. <laughs> so you wouldn't And I'm know. not going to. Yeah, so you don't have to. There's a lot of a lot of <laughs> my, seasons. My irrational but, fear. But he played Glenn on The Walking Dead, and he had one of the worst deaths in the whole entire series. He's one of the reasons why I stopped watching the show for a little while because I was so heartbroken. And now he's like in this in this new TV show, and it's great to see him in this capacity. It's funny. It's dark. It's like a dark humor, dark, dark comedy kind of a situation. And so she is. Um, married with a child and she's got all this pressure from her mother-in-law and being you know trying to be japanese enough and whatnot you know what i mean because that's what the mother's culture is and that the mother-in-law and then um this guy is like down on his luck he's had some family problems money things and all that kind of thing and then they end up um having road rage so in the very very first like episode and like so their lives intertwine and then it's them 
now using like, okay, what is your license plate? So then like doing reverse search and like Google and that kind of thing, and then finding out who each other are. And then there's other element that their road rage was caught on camera and people are trying to find them. I mean, it's fun. It's different. It's a show to watch. Um, so that's beef over on Netflix. And then the last show that I'm going to tell you guys about in this one, if you are an improv lover, um, if you like the, um, old like waiting for Guffman style shows you know and then match that with Truman Show so what this show is called it's called Jury Duty it's over on Amazon Prime and <laughs> it is part of their like new freebie you know like feed and so there are a couple commercials here and there it's so Jury Duty is they got this one guy that they cast and they told him they were making a documentary about the judicial system and they were going to put him on a jury and he was going to then report back and just kind of go through like what is going on in the system. What this guy doesn't know is that everything that he is doing is being videotaped and every person he is interacting with at the courthouse and whatnot are all actors. How is this legal? The, the judge, the other jury duty people, the people who are on trial, the people, the, the bailiff, the people who check who are in security when he first gets to the courthouse, every single person is an actor. I can only imagine. I was listening to Sloppy Seconds earlier, the the other pod, the, one of the podcasts with Big Dipper and Meatball, to my favorite people in the world, um, and they were talking about it. And Dipper was talking about the logistics of like you know getting this guy and you know miking everybody and everything else, and him not knowing that everybody else is an actor and thinking about it that everybody else's you know call time is probably like. 90 minutes before him so they can all be in makeup <laughs> and everything else because there's no trailers it's just you know what a i mean jury like dude. you're on jury duty so it's supposed to be a documentary so like you mm -hmm. know so it's, it's that kind of a thing but the actors who are playing the other jurors and whatnot are so outrageous and so well acted and so funny there's this guy who makes yeah. these gadgets there's this girl who is like kind of boy crazy who's into this guy I mean, and they're all playing their characters so well. We're only like two or three episodes in. There's a there's a swap. Is it always comes. this? Every episode is the same person. It's one long trial, so it's him oh. getting on the jury to on the jury in the first episode, and then what they do in the first episode too is is that they needed a big name so we would watch as like a public, you know, so they can advertise it because this guy's gonna be the star of the show you know, as the subject of it, but he's playing himself and he has no idea. It's a Truman show. Right. It's like, he's that. not playing himself. He's being himself. Yeah. He's being yeah. himself. But the thing is, is in the process, you have found, you're finding that he is one of the nicest, sweetest, most, if this could have went any what number of ways, he could have mm -hmm. been a total tyrant. He could have been an asshole. He could have been like, yeah, let's go fuck things up, but he's a mm -hmm. good guy. And then the big name that they have attached to it is James Marsden. And so, cause it's over there in LA. So James Marsden comes in as part of the jury duty and he can't oh. get, he can't get out of jury duty, you know, just cause he's filming something. So he's kind of upset and he's one of like, in my personal opinion, he's one of the worst actors there. Cause, but I think it might be a choice because he's just be, he's being an actor. He's being a Hollywood type, you know? Mm -hmm. And so while everybody else there is um, an actor, but it's so funny because this guy is so genuine. And when he's talking to him about like, you're, you were an X-Man, right? He's like, yeah, I was an X-Man, blah, 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 blah. You know, number one, James Marsden has been like 25 years old for like 45 years. I mean, <laughs> like, like, like he really has. 
but and it's so funny because like the guy's talking to him and he's so genuine that he's like he's like oh yeah you were in sonic yeah i didn't see that i heard it was a terrible movie it's, you can't tell them he's like <laughs> he's like no it was pretty good and then the kid watches it that night and then comes back to the journey to the next day and he was like okay watched it. it was pretty good man but like, he was like he's like the nicest sweetest guy and, and it's just the situation that he's been put into. So I don't want to give all that away because that's a lot of fun and I've given away enough. But so those are your watches right now. Succession, Yellow Jackets, Jury Duty, Beef, and Mrs. Davis. So those are the kind of things that I'm right now dipping my toes into. And then my vintage watch right now has been um, The New Girl. Other than that, next week, we'll talk a little bit about like um, Survivor because that's been doing really, really well. I don't know if you're a Survivor head, but I'm like no, completely I'm loving. No. Okay. So just... before we wrap ourselves up, because we've been talking for a long time right now, and mm -hmm. I'm though I'm like over my time for like even, I have to get home pretty soon, but <laughs> I'm recording from the office today. I'm sorry. It sounds a little bit different, guys. Um, but our crushes of the week. So do you want to go first? Do you want me like to go first? I, my person plays I'm going to go first. Okay. So I'm going to go first and I'm going to be mad at you. <laughs> Why? You, you fucked this up for me. How dare you bring me into the fold? I'm on the Pedro train. Oh, see? Because <laughs> he's wonderful. I'm so on it. Why? I don't want to be on it. I don't like to do things when other people do things. I want to crush on him <laughs> in 10 years when he's over. <laughs> oh, no. And girl, I can even send you. Girl, I've found old stuff of like his his criminal intents. I know I talked about like his SVU <laughs> episode yes, on he here did. and everything yes, he else. Did. Like. I am finding old Pedro Pascal stuff and the Narcos, I haven't even started because it's going to be like a whole series that I would have to start in. So mm -hmm. I'm just finding his one offs right now. So, but okay. So that's your person who is your, yes. and then my person this week. Okay. So, cause we'll do all these back and forth. Mm -hmm. My yes. person this week, I have started watching also, you guys, I told you guys, I watch a lot of things in my background. So some things I don't like watch sitting face forward. It's like in the background. But one of the things that I've had on lately is Australian Survivor. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, one of the things I've had on lately has been Australian Survivor. It is in its 10th season. So they just had like their heroes and villains. It is a little bit more intense than American Survivor. The people are all hotter for some reason. I think it might be the accents, but like the guys are like... <laughs> the guys aren't afraid to wear speedos you know what i mean it's that kind of thing so you're just because like they already live in jurassic park yeah. so like doing a show about jurassic park when you grew up in jurassic park that's my that's my pet name for australia nice. is jurassic park because we'll everything see. wants to kill you so well and everything <laughs> is bigger there and so and speaking of my person this week my crush is jonathan lapaglia he is the hope he's the host of australian survivor and he is like if Liam Neeson was a little bit better looking and stacked. Okay. Yes. Wait, he like, is he the son of this other guy? This Anthony Lapaglia? I don't think. No, that's of his who? brother. Who is? Anthony Lapaglia. They have the same nose. I don't think yeah. he is because he's Australian. Yes, he is. Oh, does it yeah, say Yeah, but it? so is Anthony LaPaglia. That's oh, I didn't even realize. Well, see, that's the thing. Yeah. Jonathan, he's cute. He's tall. It's like if Liam Neeson, like, was better looking and stacked. You know what I mean? But, like, I just sent you a picture to your, your text. Yeah, I see But it. So that is my crush this week, Jonathan LaPaglia. Um, that is so funny. His niece is Bridget LaPaglia. Is he really Jonathan LaPaglia? Is he really brothers? Yeah, they're really brothers. They're siblings. That's what it says in um, 
in the wiki world, his brother. His other brothers are actors, Anthony LaPaglia and Michael LaPaglia. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? But anyways, so Jonathan <laughs> is my crush this week. Okay, what is your place? Um, My place is Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, goodness. You're in Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> I just it's a it's a sleepy beach town um and I don't know I've just started exploring it so I'm gonna like I don't know much about it but I'm kind of like just enjoying there's like yoga and like Reiki healers and like all this kind of you know spiritual stuff that I enjoy and then there's the beach and like everyone seems to be pretty chill and there's like a pier where you can go fishing. It's just, it's kind of the speed I need right now. Nice. You need to check out San Diego though, because we are also like where everybody re- retires to. Um, I'm trying to get out to you as much as I can. I'll, you I'll need be there to. soon. <laughs> my, my, my place this week, I'm going to give it back to Miami right now because I'm oh, actually- Oh, tell I'm, me. I'm, well, I, I need a little bit of a break and mm-hmm. I will be taking one in like May. And so I feel like I'm, everybody's like, you're always on a break. I'm always working. No, your breaks are not breaks because you're, yeah, you're always working. Yes, I'm always places. But so I'm going to be in Miami. And the thing is, is, and one of the, my favorite new things out there is this Brightline train that they have now. So yes, the fast rail. And so, Mm -hmm. and it is now, and they just, they're going to be opening this weekend, a rail from Miami to Orlando. Yep. It's all the talk right now. Yeah. It is going to change my, my visits to the in-laws because (laughs) it's going to be like, we need to bounce to Orlando for a day. I need to go see Mickey. I gotta see how he's doing. (laughs) Wait, are you a Disney adult or just an adult who likes Disney? This is something that we bring up a lot here, but it is, I am an adult (laughs) who likes Disney. I am not a Disney adult. I do not, I do not dress like a character. I do own a Mickey mouse t-shirt you know what i mean okay, <laughs> like there's a it, difference so, but you're also puerto rican so it kind of goes with it there. it's just a little bit you never know <laughs> so it's not just like a, like it, but i've actually been to the place i don't just i don't have the t-shirt because my theo gave it to me you know what i mean right so like, okay what is your thing right now so my thing my thing crush is um i'm learning a lot about you know me, I like science and I like nerd stuff. So I'm learning about something called autophagy, um, which is basically, if you break down the word, it breaks down to self-eating. So autophagy is something that happens to your body when you go through extended periods of fast, where your body will eat old cells that are like weak and or no longer needed. And it will eat and break them down to like a more usable source of energy. And it's a great, the, the research right now as it exists, it's a great way to like help your body clean out cells, prevent cancer, like cure certain ailments and things like that. So I'm learning a little bit about that. Um, the best way to kind of like trigger that in your body is to go through um, a long phase of fasting. So I'm learning about fasting and, but I'm learning about fasting specifically for autophagy. Cause I'm like very interested in that. That's very cool. I've not mm-hmm. like never even heard of that. So yeah. my thing I'm going to give it, okay, this is such a stupid thing, but it has been like my like evening, like wind down and it's a stupid iPhone game. What is it? <laughs> it's called cooking diary. And the thing is, is, and so wait, where you make a bunch of things and yeah, like where you have to like, 
where like you all of a sudden like it'll you open up a burger joint and then you have to mm-hmm. like make the burgers and the drinks and all the accessories and all this. like the, the things and you have to like <laughs> give it to the people and since I'm not like a service worker like it's like, so, like this is this is my like privilege of being like I'm gonna go and be a waiter you know what I mean <laughs> let me be a waiter on my time off and so like who wants pink ice cream nope he wants the green ice cream I gotta give him the green ice cream you know that kind of a thing so it's just like one of those it's like a little bit advantage but it's been like one of those games and I do not want to talk about it but I have actually done in-app purchases just like (laughs) (laughs) that's how you know they got you when you're spending 99 cents on stupid shit they did they're like 99 cents will give you 14 of these rubies and those rubies will give you two pairs of new shoes and then those new shoes will make you faster like the things and it's like okay maybe I'll do it you know what I mean and so yeah but or they'll I, be like flash sale 50 percent off they do like, that and the thing is it's like, like oh. oh girl I open the app and now that I've made a purchase it's like ching ching here's one sale ching, and then it'll be like oh do you are you sure yes or no that sort of a thing oh I'm just God. waiting for the class action suit so then I can be like yeah they forced yes. me to buy stuff too but like but it is like the cutest little game. And That's so, cute. see, look, the ads just came up. Do you want to buy this uh, outfit? They want me to buy cute outfits. But are you a, a girl or a boy in the show, in the, in the, in the game? I was in the midst of watching, um, when I first started this, was we're, we're in the last episode of, uh, one of the last episodes of the Lo- White Lotus was on. Uh-huh. And so I made my character be Daphne from White Lotus. <laughs> but she's evolved and she's no longer a white girl like she's been like transracial and now (laughs) she straight up looks like Beyonce like okay like how many outfits have you bought for this woman what is happening (laughs) I have not purchased any outfits that wig looks a little special it doesn't look like the basic wig that they gave you at the beginning of the game I earned that wig I've been playing enough rounds. I got that wig on lock. So the thing was, it was like, I will beat this round in two sections or less. And so, and I got my wig. So, cause they give me all kinds of things. I got turbans, I got wigs, I got pan outfits. Like yeah, they give do. me some cute things. We're out so, here. But those are, those are my little things. But like, I've been like, this has been like my, like, cause I, you know, all the traveling I do and everything. And mm-hmm. so, and it's just been like my thing now to like internet games or like the games that you can play like on your phone mm-hmm. and the ones that work when you don't have Wi-Fi because it sucks when you're on a plane and you they don't yep. all this yeah you cannot you can't get into something so it's been that it game suck. and there's another game called Crunch Time where you are feeding cats and all this other kind of a thing and so it's like one of those puzzler games like it's almost like Candy Crush except for mm-hmm. it's like cats and shapes and you're feeding the catnip and all this other stupid shit okay but like so those are like my things right now but that's my thing crush of the week is that I've been really into my iPhone games but in particular <laughs> cooking diary is just too cute and my little character Daphne is fierce <laughs> she is fierce though y'all need to see her she really does look like Beyonce she had a whole monochrome white outfit she does she has a bunch of outfits I will put like I'm gonna make a little carousel for Friday of all the stuff that we talked about today so you need we, to put like, her in the poster yeah I'll put that I'm gonna put the poster of, of Flotsam and Jetsam with with uh with mother and then 
<laughs> so we'll put a couple things on here. Okay, you guys, we've been talking for so long. Thank you guys so much for coming along on our little journey of pop culture today for a different episode of Bald and Bingeable here with D'Angelo and our friends, our pod friends, Aguila Ramirez. Hi, bye, you guys. Thank you so, so much. Thank, thank you for you having for, me. Thank you for coming. Do find all of our info, how you can find us inside of the show notes today. We won't drill you through that. Just tell a friend about the show, like and subscribe, and good night from the lower level. Good night from the lower level.